Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings rolling out happy hour bet boost each day this week. Today's happy hour superstar super boost hot off the presses is Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson to record 50-plus receiving yards in week one, boosted from minus 250 to plus 100. And to DraftKings now to take advantage of today's happy hour boost available until 9 p.m. Eastern time. All right, final hour of Sharp Money. It's Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Patrick Maher. Amal Shaw, Dustin Swedelson are here. So let's talk a little more college football. Nick Aliotti is nice enough to give us some time. Pac-12 network analyst, longtime Oregon, D.C. as well. Nick, we appreciate it. So uh, let's just start, of course, uh, exactly where everybody is in the Pac-12. Colorado goes on the road, gets a big win over TCU, now comes back to play host to Nebraska. Uh, I want to pick your defensive coordinator brain what did you see from Colorado's defense? Because that's my big hang-up is uh, TCU, I didn't think they got great quarterback play, still put up quite a bit of offensive production. What did you see from Colorado's defense? Well, not much, really. <laughs> not much at all. And, and I, I think that TCU made a uh, huge mistake. They were averaging, I believe, 7.1 yards a carry yep. and uh, should have kept pounding the ball. Uh, obviously... Let me, let me digress a little bit. Colorado was extremely impressive, particularly a team coming out under a new coach on that first drive and going down and scoring. I thought that was fantastic. But the jury's still out, obviously, on Colorado and, and Colorado's defense also. But uh, TCU, I think, uh, you know, they put up 42 points and lose. You shouldn't lose a game scoring 42 points. But uh, – my hat's off to Colorado, but the jury's way out on Colorado's defense. Coach, let's take a look around the league. USC's offense looks like it's going to be elite, but can Alex Grinch and this defense be good enough when you play Penix, Cam Rising, Bo Nix, and some of these other teams, and including uh, DJ Uyunglele at Oregon State? Great question. I think that offensively, you look at USC guys, and, and they're going to put up 40 points a game, it looks like, uh, no problem. But those teams that they that you mentioned and that you play down the road have that kind of offense also to put up those kinds of points. Uh, you know, the first two weeks, 
USC really wasn't challenged. I didn't think they looked great against San Jose State. Uh, didn't get a chance to see a lot of the Reno game. Uh, I'll go back, the Nevada game, I'll go back and look at that. But uh, they really haven't been challenged yet. But defensively, uh, they're going to need to take a, a big step, in my mind, from last year. And, and in the first game, I will say this. I thought not only was the defensive line not stout, but I thought USC's offensive line gave up way too much pressure yep. in that first game. They didn't look great to me either. So uh, that could be an issue moving forward because they don't want Caleb getting hit too many times. If we focus on USC's defense really quickly, when you watch it, do you think it's – and even go back to last year, is it a scheme thing? Is it an athlete thing? Like, what do you think the overall flaws are? Well, everybody always wants to go to the athlete thing. They have enough good athletes. Right. What it is, in my opinion, men, is they're too gimmicky. I haven't studied them this year yet, but last year they were too gimmicky. Too many things, too many defenses – too many line movement instead of just lining up and playing your gap and letting guys know where they fit. And to me, that was their downfall. Just had too much in their defensive package. And when you have too much, you can't practice too much. And, and your guys can't play as fast. When you have less with great athletes or better athletes than most people you, you line up against, just be sound, be simple. Make sure they got that so they could play fast and end up playing plays instead of trying to out-scheme people. So uh, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen enough of USC's defense this year to be that critical. But last year, without a question, way too, way too gimmicky. Lo I love that breakdown. Kind of staying on that theme a little bit. When you are facing a team like we saw Oregon take on uh, Portland State over the weekend, destroyed them, from a defensive coaching standpoint, or even from an offensive coordinator standpoint, are you just minimizing in certain matchups where you know you're going to probably win comfortably, you're just better than the other team in terms of what you're potentially putting on tape for future opponents because you know you can just roll the ball out there and you're going to win those games? Well, I think the very first game, yes. Uh, I think the very first game, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. And, and when, you're, when you outmatch a team, I don't think – Oregon did anything that showed too much. They just basically ran their base offense. And I remember in our first game, even when it was a tough opponent, we just practiced and do what we did all, all fall and all spring ball because you don't know what you're going to see. And oftentimes what you do see on tape, guys, really changes. So you have to get that feel calling a game from the press box. At least the good ones do after watching what they're trying to do, how they're trying to attack you, what you need to change up or what you want to stay with, with your defensive calls to combat what they're, what they're trying to do. But I think, yeah, I think, I think in a game like that, Oregon was very simple, very vanilla, but wanted to showcase Bo Nix, Franklin, and their running backs. Nick Aliotti with us, longtime Oregon defense coordinator, analyst for the Pac-12 Network. All right, let's, so let's let's take a, a big view of this uh, conference as a whole. You know, I, I was kind of – we were talking about this the other day, which is I think, Nick, this conference is going to be very good. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. There's a lot of good teams. But is there a chance this league kind of cannibalizes itself because they're so good and they miss out on a berth in the college football playoff despite having teams that could be worthy to do it? 
Absolutely. Uh, when they go to 12 teams, if this conference was this year, which it's not, we know moving forward it's, yeah, a lot of unknowns, but it looks like it's it's gone. But we won't go there. If it was next year, there's seven, eight really good teams in this league. And that is a very, very big issue. You better bring your A game every weekend because, you know, nobody's a cupcake, but there's probably, and I'm not going to name teams, there's probably about four teams that you play, five maybe, that those top of the upper echelon teams in our league, which I think are six or seven of them, are going to win. But then you're going to play weekend, and we got, you know, let's say, let's just take Utah. They're going to play SC. They're going to play UCLA. I don't know who they missed this year, but they might play Oregon or Washington because I don't have the schedule in front of me. They might play Oregon State. Those are those those are tough games, and conversely, the teams I just mentioned have to play Utah. This is one example. So you really have to be good. You really have to have some luck, and you really have to be on your A game, and hopefully – you don't lose more than two games because the type of schedule this year, a two-game loss, two-game championship, if you go 11-2, and two, depending on what happens above you, you'd have a chance. But cannibalism is a real thing in this league uh, this year. Co- Coach, great point by you. When you look at the top three teams at the near the top of this league, Utah, USC, and Washington, Oregon, you know the program very, very well. They were horrific against the pass last year. Can they improve enough to be able to slow down and allow Bo Nix and the offense to be able to do things? Because Penix, Caleb Williams, and Cam Rising, I don't know if there's a worse trio you got to face in any conference in college football. No, you're exactly right. And then DJ, as we mentioned, is yep. going to be tough. And Dante Moore, if they play UCLA, and I don't think they do, uh, would be a tough out. Uh, you know, Oregon's a very good football team. They're one of the teams, I think, that has a chance. They're very good. I'm not a homer. I'm a realist. They're a good team. They were bad last year in the secondary. But I noticed when they played Portland State, it was five new starters with returning guys in the secondary. So they've upgraded there, or at least in their mind they have. Uh, I think Oregon will be in every game and has a chance to win this championship this year. Uh, Really... I need to see some of these guys play against somebody that's better, and that's going to happen this weekend. There's a lot better games going on this weekend, and so I'm going to have a better idea uh, what these teams are all about. Is there a better athlete in the country than the Oregon Duck with how many push-ups he had to put out there? (laughs) Yeah, but he doesn't do true push-ups. It's all bullshit. All right. All right. We'll get you out of here. Uh, last minute on this. Uh, you know, Amal mentioned Oregon State. I've been kind of high because I think DJU was given a short end of the stick in that that scheme that he was offensively at Clemson. Did you see any of him uh, against San Jose State? What'd you make of his play? I thought he played very well, and I think he's in the right offense because Jonathan Smith's going to put the the quarterback under center sometimes, line up with two backs, and they run the ball very well. Oregon State has thrived the last two years, and particularly last year, on running the ball, play-action pass, playing good defense. They don't need D.J. 
to win the game. Now, it's nice when he can, and I think he can. But they need DJ to manage the game and not turn the ball over because they have a great offensive line, very good running backs. Jonathan Smith, I think, is a tremendous uh, – he's not the coordinator, but a tremendous offensive mind and does a nice job with that offense, him and Lindgren. And I think that they will just continue to tell DJ, throw it away, take a sack, just don't screw it up. And if he does that, he's going to have a good year. And I thought he looked very good against San Jose State. Nick Aliotti, Pac-12 Network Analyst. Good to talk to you, sir. Thank you very much. Anytime, guys. I enjoy it. You guys have a great day. You Thank too. Thank you. You too. Every time somebody says anytime, I want to try it. Like, call him tonight. Be like, Nick, <laughs> what's going on, man? I'm just, I'm just sitting at home. i got nothing going on. All right, we'll come back. We're going to talk about adding wins at the margins. We'll tell you what we mean here on Sharp Money. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Got a lot of stuff up on the website. One of those things that you can get unlimited access to is our picks page. You also get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You can sort picks by sport, matchup, event data, more. Check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard. View betting records, profit, ROIC, which VSIN expert has had the hot hand. There was a, a familiar name up there that I saw on the IG story a couple days ago. Yeah, okay, now he, now he gets it. For Visa Pro Picks, betting splits, and more, sign up today, 19 bucks, first month, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I just, I just entered a uh, Sky Moore over 43 and a half receiving yards. Just it's, build Jesse Newell. If, if it doesn't come <laughs> through, just build Jesse. Well, it just feels like it makes a lot. I went back and looked. Juju Smith-Schuster missed a game last year, and in that game, Sky Moore went for 65 yards. Mm-hmm. 
That's one thing I like with play, player props is like going back and seeing when the situation is similar, how they perform. So without Juju, he took on that role and he had a nice day. So I wanted to go over receptions, but I didn't see it at the book I had opened and I wanted to bet it before anything happened. So going to roll with Sky Moore tomorrow. Uh, and yeah, I had a very good college football week one. We'll see how week two is because I like way too many games That's right, right now. Here's oh, the who thing. Do you like? Oh, Sorry, no. Go ahead. no, no, no. You asked the question already. Go ahead. Well, I've got to whittle it down. This is this <laughs> is this is the list. I keep this notebook with me at all times. Couple are crossed out. We'll whittle it down to probably 7 to 10, which By the you, way, to you, you hate as well. Your power rating goes down because it's not a yellow legal pad. I was a big fan of yellow legal pads when I was a producer. I like the light blue uh, legal pad. Oh, I never used one of those. Yeah. I've never seen light blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm exotic. That's good. I'm into oh. the exotics. Uh, I just totally derailed you with that ridiculous comment, so, so go ahead. I told you I like first half, first quarter betting for a lot of these teams. Right now I have to do a little research, but leaning two first quarters that I like, Georgia Southern. First quarter, minus two and a half. Slow down. I'm putting these all in the vcin.com's picks page right no, now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not official plays yet. Uh, another one, first half, UCF, minus two and a half. Against uh, yeah. Boise? Against yeah. Boise. What's that number up to? Uh, three and a half. Okay. Wait, right. wait, 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 wait. Time out. We're going to have to have a discussion on this one right now. You just said you like the Knights in the first quarter against the Broncos. First half. First half. Oh, first half. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Never mind. And then uh, I was going to say you're laying the game. You're almost laying yeah, the game number what, yeah. in the first quarter. Yeah. And then uh, here's an interesting one. Texas Tech in a bounce back spot, catching six and a half, seven, depending on where you get Oregon. it. At home against Oregon, revenge game for the quarterback, Tyler. You say Tyler Shuck. Shuck. Yeah. yeah, Shuck. Is it Shuck? Shuck. I said Shuff. Oh, yeah. they keep playing like this. We won't have to know his name in a few weeks. Well, point. no, but my thing is, I think they got caught, even though I think Joey McGuire is a very good coach. I think they caught against Wyoming in, in a little bit of a look ahead, not taking Wyoming as serious as they needed to. And I think at home, they could cover against Oregon. I mean, it's fair. The market moved in their direction initially, right? There's a reason why the seven came off. I would say this. I'm very interested. They really the – per, the per carry average will not tell the story. They could not consistently stop Wyoming's run game enough to get off the feet, to get them off the field, and that was their undoing yep. in that game. In the Mountain West, nobody ever says that. Craig Bowles' teams always struggle offensively, and it was surprising that they lose that game. But playing at 7,200 feet, we talked about altitude and boulder yep. coming up. Could be a factor there as well. Uh, I don't know. That's a bad loss. The season opener, I think, I know. Uh, any situation oh, you would prepare. Oh, it was ugly. Oh, I watched the whole thing. It was bad. Go up 17 nothing. You think you're going to cruise? They were up 17 nothing. Yes. think, well, yeah, 17 nothing, And then they just completely blew it out after that. No, it was, it was really bad. And to the point, too, Shuck, I, I think I mentioned this to you guys, one of the preseason, like, Heisman, like, big movers, Shuck was about 201 yeah. at Circa, got all the way up to 60 to 1. Week one, you're dead. You're it, it was a bad look all around, especially because everyone, especially in the betting circles, praises Joey McGuire and what he's going to be. It was just an ugly look in week one to do that. I guess they didn't want to show anything in the second half, thinking they could just sit on the ball, but Bro. they did nothing defensively. And Wyoming was not, like – all that explosive, they just found ways to make plays. When you when you're rolling out a six foot four quarterback and like you know they're gonna run because that's what they were doing. Peasley is like yeah. the main guy, but they'd roll out their six four big guy to just to run quarterback power, and you still can't stop it. Yeah, it was not really a, a great look. One last game I want to run by you guys. We touched on it briefly, but I get Cal was impressive week one, but Auburn laying less than a touchdown in Berkeley. I I know there's a lot of new parts for Hugh Freeze and company. But he is an offensive mastermind. And Justin Wilcox is a great defensive mind. But Hugh Freeze at designing offenses with whatever he's got, I trust him to figure it out there in Berkeley. I don't think it's a bad play, but they threw for 203 yards in that win. They dominated against UMass. Uh, they were effective, obviously. No, uh, we're talking about Cal, though. 
Right? I mean, I, th- I think what you're talking about, right, is you no, think that I like, I like Auburn. Auburn. That's what I'm saying. So, like, when you're evaluating – sorry, not to cut you off. No, you're good. But, like, when you're evaluating this game, like, do you look at Cal and what they did? Because they also brought in a bunch of guys transfer-wise, right? Yes. And do you – again, going back to your point, do you know? Do you know what this team is? And thus, maybe offensively, the way they took apart a North Texas team, you can do that against an Auburn squad that maybe we don't know that much about. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 you're good. I, I mean, my point is Cal generally – at home in Berkeley, they tend to play competitive Very games. Good. Yeah, exactly. Especially games. defensively. Yeah. Lower scoring. Exactly. Well, you know how many times I've sat there and I'm like, yeah, Washington's going in lane four and a half here. No problem. I'll lay it. They're going to beat them. Next thing you know, you're sweating. You're going, damn, I'm down 28-24. I'm going to need now 10 points to be able to cover this game. I'm just not sure if Auburn going all the way to the Pacific North, I mean, not the Pacific Northwest, yeah. to the West Coast, Obviously, playing in this matchup, a little bit more offense seems like to be the case here right now with Finley and company under center for I, I guess. I mean, they face I know, North I Texas. This is the I, SEC. I, I don't disagree with you, but I'll tell you on that point, Washington struggled in the first quarter. Ohio State didn't look great. Michigan wasn't great in the first quarter. Georgia wasn't great in the first quarter. Alabama ended up playing well, but none of these teams came out of the gate blazing. And Sometimes when we look at these portals, JVT, you see so many older players that are transferring, graduate transfers. Sometimes that has an impact. And not having that experienced quarterback can hurt you in certain situations. Big look-ahead spot for Auburn, too. Samford coming up next week. <laughs> That's an in-state rivalry. <laughs> Head coach of Samford is? No idea. Chris Hatcher, two-time Harlan Hill winner at Valdosta State. I can always bring it back. I just wanted to let, yeah, I just wanted to let it sit out there. there I can go. bring every conversation back to Valdosta State. Okay, I'm looking. <laughs> Valdosta High, Valdosta High School has probably had better programs than Valdosta State at times. Well, they're the winningest high school fo- football program in all of America. They could lose every game for 50 straight years and still be over 500. What's their mascot? They're the Wildcats. <sighs> Dude. Too many Wildcats. Uh, I've got Valdosta. Oh, no, it's the name of the mascot. Okay, all right. Yeah. You know what the mascot's name is? No. Blaze. No, that's Valdosta State. Oh, all right, never mind. He's I'm, all, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. Uh, Blaze, I'm sorry. Blaze is a giant matchstick. He's a big flame head, and he's a matchstick. Wow, that might be one of the better mascots out there. Tell you that much. Tell you that much. Real quick for you guys, what we talked about which teams impressed Florida State was the one, but right now, don't you have to put Florida State as a top two or three contender for the national title? Oh, absolutely, especially with the, what happened with Clemson, right? Now the probability for you to be able to win that thing, you're probably, I wouldn't say probably, oh. there's a pretty good shot you're going to be favored against Clemson, even though you're on the road, right? We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. I think Burke said he made it. His power rings were three. I think there's a pretty good shot. It's at least one and a half maybe on yeah. the road. Yeah. So you're going to be favored in that game. At the very least, they're well on their way to a playoff berth. And then who knows how they match up with the other teams that get there outside of Georgia. And we don't, we don't even know what Georgia is yet. Did you watch your Miami Hurricanes? Yeah, and I bet against them. And what did you make of the Canes and Van Dyke? I was actually more impressed with the new defensive coordinator who came over from Marshall. Because I, I thought I thought Miami Ohio job last year, I, yeah. I thought Miami Ohio was going to move the ball a lot more. Can, um, and the defense was super impressive. What was really refreshing to see from from the Canes, from the real Miami, uh, who won the game, is having skill guys pop, and the run game was just explosive. And that's something that's been an element that's missing, which is kind of ironic because the entire country goes to your backyard to get their skill guys, yet Miami's running backs and receivers over the last few years have completely underwhelmed. 
You're, you're absolutely right about that. You mentioned the receivers. Um, Alabama's two of their best receivers, Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper from Miami. I mean, oh. Teddy Bridgewater, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback. I mean, well, I, I Devontae Freeman. I don't know if Lamar's that good. He only won one Heisman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, should have won Dude, a second one. Uh, but really quickly, I watched because I was watching some of that game. Is it Kobe Young, like their receiver? Yeah. Guy's like 6'5 and 215. I watched him run well, a bubble so screen. They, and then you see these Ohio guys like bouncing off of him, trying to get him. I'm like, holy I just smokes. I didn't anticipate the, the defense looking as good as it did. I thought the offense would be improved van dyke's thumb issue obviously not an issue because he looked great and they 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 didn't have to show that much either because they got up so big they, they, go ahead sorry i was gonna say totally unfair observation the interception was abysmal all right so with all this said i'm laying the four four and a half with texas a&m this week they're gonna beat the hell out of them i don't know where i stand on that one they got to go on the road now miami does miami probably there's has no the atmosphere least, no, no, no 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 they have the least home field advantage a friend of mine took his son to the middle tennessee game last year he took a photo it was so funny there was nobody in the stands Absolutely I, i'm nobody. telling you right now as someone who loves miami since i was a kid my dad went there like if i get a oh, dog i'm name i'm naming yeah, him dorsey right, yeah. yeah it's allowed it's allowed no i just didn't know the connection yeah, so yeah. that's all yeah, yeah so i've seen them in these situations too many times Texas A&M is going to come in and be so much deeper, so much more impressive. Miami's still a very small private school with, with you know, an undergrad of like 12,000. Texas A&M is paying players left and right, even though Miami's doing the same. Uh, but Texas A&M is getting bigger players in, I think. And I just think they have too much depth. They're, they're going to overwhelm I'll tell Miami. you this, and I, I know I teased this, maybe we can get to it later. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Mario Cristobal. Like, I just he's don't, not a good coach. He's not a guy that win, adds wins at the margins, oh, that will make the right oh, decisions. Hold on a second. Name me one person that is a fan of his coaching. I like him as a recruiter. I think he's a very good recruiter, but he is not an in-game coach. I would say I would say the University of Miami because they hired him and gave him a lot of money. No, they hired him because he is from South Florida and he yeah. played at the U. That's the reason they hired him, and it's going to be a mistake long term. He's he's the Miami version of Ed Orgeron. Well, and because the head coach at the time was Manny Diaz, and yeah. he is at least an upgrade over that. I also say it's a bad taste in my mouth. Last year it went from we have a really good roster to it's all the players' fault, and <laughs> I, I'm not a really big fan of head coaches who do that. I, I agree with you, Brian Kelly. Please stand up real quick. The FSU schedule, that Florida game looks like it's going to be an easy win. The Hurricanes don't look like they're going to challenge. Florida State, baby, 12-0, going to win the ACC 13-0. Last 30 minutes of sharp money coming up here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. NFL Betting Guide has been updated and it is ready to go. I don't know what you're doing. NFL season starts tomorrow. We get updates for every single team, best bets from every single one of the on air hosts here at the network. And. Really solid articles in terms of like, I don't know, how to use the betting splits, contest strategies, more. Subscribe for as low as 19 bucks if you're not one already. And you can check out vcin.com slash subscribe for all of your options. Speaking of contests, you have not rocked your uh, your hat yet. Yeah, I was thinking I was going to do it uh, when Palm was here, and then I realized I was off the set when Palm was here. Uh, let's let's see how it looks. We'll do, we'll do it on the fly. We'll do it on I, the fly. I have a question, though. People with short haircuts, you've got like a buzz cut. Do you actually ever need to wear a hat? Looks good. Part of the well, yeah, it catches the sweat for me. Uh, part <laughs> of the reason that I uh, I shaved my head is so that if I wear a hat, I can just take it off and you can't tell the difference. There's nothing yep. worse 100%. than hat head. No, oh, I, I mean, there are a lot of things worse than hat head. It's a stupid thing to say out loud. It, it's what, yeah, I know, right? Um, death being one of them, depending yeah. on how you die. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I would say so. Uh, by the way, drowning. At least I don't want to drown. Oh, in terms of ways to go, because at least from what I've heard, the panic. That and I guess you're like so what? Like you essentially you run out of breath and then yeah. your body just goes <gasps> and it explodes, sucks right? in water. Yeah, yeah. It explodes your lungs and like dude, it sounds terrible. 
Yeah, which is the same thing, drowning, which was, I was going to say, waterboarding. Yeah. Same thing as drowning. Um, so it's like drowning, hat hair, yeah. and like everything else, yeah. Then yeah. like uh, when you get inside the nose pimple. I've never had one of those. Oh. I've, had a, I've had in ear pimples before. How, yeah. how have you been so lucky in your life? I don't know. I guess, yeah. I guess, I you guess must I, not pick your nose enough. <laughs> or do I do it too much because I keep it clean? <laughs> no, no. I think it's the oils of your finger. Oh, okay. By the way, I'm surprised you didn't criticize me for the waterboarding comment. I figured you'd go full Lee Greenwood on me. <laughs> no, I'm staying away from that one. That, <laughs> that is a controversial topic. The other thing about short hair, too, it's, it's the opposite end of the spectrum. If you have short, you have no hair, you can rock the hat, take it off whenever you want. If you've got super long hair. You can rock the hat and take it off whenever you want because it's always just swept back. In my days, this might surprise you, used to have the super long hair, you know, oh, yeah. down here. Like, yeah, that was a good – it's good hat hair. You guys are young, so it's not an issue. I've reached an age where now I don't even care anymore, where I walk out. Like, if I need to go to the grocery store on a Sunday morning, oh. if I don't have the hat in my car, I, I don't care. I'll walk in the grocery store looking completely disheveled. Oh, don't I, care anymore. I do not care what I look like unless I am in front of human beings I care about and strangers are not people I can care about. And nope. nobody owns, owns more comfortable gym clothes and spends less time at the gym than I do. <laughs> but, no, the thing is, the problem is whenever you look your worst, you always, always run into a smoke show. Honestly, sometimes I do go to the grocery store without brushing my teeth, and I always will be like – would love to chat it up with you, but we're going to have to be 10 feet apart here. <laughs> I run into a smoke show every day. I wake up. Oh, oh like well good played. answer. Well played. Well played. Uh, I was going to say something, but I can't. All right. So <laughs> you want to go Salah here first? Yes. So can you set this up? I'm sorry. My screen is freezing up here. Yeah, so what so are we hearing from Salah? Hard knocks last night. I think Robert Salah is a bit of an interesting character as a head coach because the bravado sometimes comes across as fake, but I thought there was an interesting moment in the finale last night. This was Robert Sala with some colorful language about something he doesn't like seeing from teams in the NFL. One of the biggest pet peeves I have as a coach is when you're on a team that's not doing very well and the opposing coach whose team is doing well walks up to you at the 50-yard line and says, man, you guys play hard. F*** you. I don't want to play hard. I want to f*** you up. That's the mindset. No one's talking about how we play hard anymore. Hating. And that's exactly what you can want. So, like from a from a leadership perspective, I can appreciate where he's coming from because the you can be about the process, but they're at a point right now where it's about results, not the process. I get that. First of all, why are you even paying any attention, time, or mind to what an opponent's coach is saying? That is nonsensical conversation for the camera. I would be sitting there going, I'll tell you what, man, when you get fired next week, uh, don't call me for a job on my staff. No, I don't know. I kind of get it. There's certain things that bug you as a human. We are like, dude, like, stop. All right, get out of here. You know, there's been times over, I'll put it in the media perspective. I did a hit one time, the first time ever, where the guy clearly – has never, like, listened to any work, and he's like, great podcast. You know, I listen to it all. I'm like, no, you don't. Don't do that. All right? You don't need to condescend me and do those sort of things. I get this here. I'm in, actually. And then said Jonathan Von Tobel from Vizen. Or Van Tobel. Yeah, from <laughs> Vizen. I listen all the time. Yeah, exactly. No, I get it. I'm in. I, little things like that irritate me. Don't try to, like, circum like you know, half-handed compliment me. I don't need that. Get out of here. I, I have a quick question for you guys. Is playing hard a skill? It's uh, the bare minimum. Right, and I, I think that's why, agree with that's why he's irritated. Because he's like, I have – the other coach is literally it's saying – It's a backhanded compliment. Yes, I have no other positive thing to say about your team, so we're just going to say you guys play it's, hard. It's like – so we, I, I've told this story before. Me and my friends growing up, if someone was trying too hard, we'd say they were Eckstein-ing it because David Eckstein wasn't good, but he tried hard at baseball. Yeah. 
essentially what he's saying is like, yeah, you should be playing hard and you shouldn't be congrats. It's the Chris Rock. You're supposed to, to take, take care, care of your, your kids. kids. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to play hard. <laughs> Like the one thing you're so you can do, show up and just play hard. Just because play, by playing, it's condescending. By saying you guys play hard, is saying we. I don't think your team is very good, which also is kind of a shot at Robert Sala as a head coach, saying your players play hard, but you don't have a good scheme for them. See? You tease something. Tell us what that was and what you're going to talk He's about. He's ready to I move on. I'm ready to move on for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Well, so okay, I'll spin it like this. I don't think we've seen enough from Robert Sala to understand who he is as a head coach in terms of what he does with decision-making, game planning, not game planning, um, game management, and adding wins to the margins. And that's what I kind of wanted to talk about. So you, I know you found this, Dustin. 30-13 put this out. The best decision-makers on fourth down. And you, look, I know people use this term. It's like a pejorative term. They use it incorrectly. It's not analytics, okay? It is decision-making that adds the most to your probability of winning a game. And you can actually measure these sort of things. And we have a list of guys who add the most win probability. I also think, you know what the big takeaway on this is? Look at this graph and look at this really quickly. Win probability percentage added. Notice how the best coach actually still doesn't add win probability. It is so hard in this league to do these things. Yeah. Matt LaFleur is the best coach in terms of win probability added. Or in a different way you can look at it, doesn't make dumb decisions. So he, like, he is the best. Win probability added at a negative 0.5. But essentially what he's doing is makes the correct call 65% of the time, doesn't put his team in position with boneheaded moves in terms of timeouts, going forward and forth, all of those sort of things. Well, I think there's a couple of problems. I think coaches sometimes are so focused on X's and O's and don't realize the game management of it is such a crucial element of football. You know, it's like if you make $10 million a year but you can't manage the money, then what good is it? And it's a similar situation in the National Football League. I think there's a lot of people, let's say you're a chess player or somewhere along those lines, who would understand the basics in football, risk versus reward, time scoring yes. situation. It is unbelievable. I've had this conversation with Matt Humans. Every single situation, everybody that I know out here, they can make it with their eyes closed. I'm like, you ask any better, they're going to be able to tell you, this is what you should do in this situation, when to go for two, when not to go for two. One of my worst crit criticisms of Barry Odom when he got the job, they were playing in a bowl game. They were down 16. They scored to go down 10 with 14 minutes ago. He kicks the extra point. Uh, my favorite line was one time, Virginia scored against Wisconsin with five minutes to go. They were down 16 minutes, 16-6. And they kicked the extra point. And a friend of mine goes to me, he goes, is there not a single person on the entire UVA sideline smart enough to say, hey, hey, coach, we got to go for two here. There's five minutes left in the game. So to your point, I think what's interesting about the list is there's two guys up top who you would call more progressive head coaches in LaFleur and Sirianni yeah. as, as the best. But kind of shocked to see guys yep. like Mike McCarthy in there. Yep. Matt Eberflus, who I know is younger, but he's still a defensive head coach. You'd expect him to be more conservative. Like, I'm kind of surprised to see well, those guys. And even Vrabel. Really quick, I want to leap on something you said. Conservative doesn't also like, – when you talk about adding win probabilities on fourth downs, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're only going for it. It's just making the right decisions yes. on fourth downs. So, yeah, so whether you are or aren't, you're right. right. Okay, that's, that's, that makes sense. I'd also say this does speak to – organizations that I think have done things the right way because I'm willing to bet some of these guys aren't literally making decisions. Yes. Guys have headsets now yes. up in the booth that are, hey, this is, in terms of win probability, this is what you should do here, and the head coaches are now finally listening to those guys. Yeah, but there's a lot of them that I have. I've listed over the years because I had written to some teams uh, in terms of, like, you need a game clock manager and where they make mistakes. So Michael Lombardi and I talked about this one time. So let's say, for example, a team is punting to you, and you have the lead. The Chiefs lead the Raiders by 14 points with 11 minutes to go. The Raiders are punting on 4th and 17 from their own 40-yard line. I said, if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I do not send anybody back for the punt return. 
-hmm. And Lombardi goes, why would you do that? I said, because you have a chance of a fumble. I said, all I need is possession of the football, and I'm guaranteed to run two minutes off the clock. But they would never do that because it's an insult to their staff and their team and their ability, saying you're suggesting or implying we're going to fumble the ball or we're going to turn it over. To me, they don't take some of those risks out of scenarios. There are times, I'll give you a perfect example, guys will send punt returners back with less than a minute to go in the half to fair catch a ball, and the other team has less than two timeouts. Why are you doing that? There's no, read, there's no need for it. They don't understand this thing at an elite level. And, in fact, if you're not at your own, like, one-inch line, the more yards actually helps you yes. for opportunities to gain first down. Absolutely. But I would say, too, looking at this list, surprising. Brian Dables, I think, one of the better head coaches that he's not on here. Belichick not on this list as well. I mean, again, well, it's, it's the last 10. two seasons. Yeah, it's last two seasons. Okay, so Dable makes sense. Belichick, it doesn't, right? And, you know, we'll see if that's going to be the case. And maybe he's 11 because these are just the top 10 guys. Yeah. But interesting that some of the more respected names, Tomlin, not on the list. Yeah, but sometimes, well, Tomlin, remember he had the bad decision against Indianapolis where he didn't go for it yeah. in the end of the first half? But to me, some of these guys, the decisions are predicated upon who their team is, the talent. With Sirianni, some of the times where you could take risk with a Jalen Hurts, you can't do that if you've got certain, some of these other quarterbacks. I think the talent of your team also plays a role in the decision-making. I'd love to see if my guy Staley would have been on that for the, the first year, not last year, because he lost his identity. We'll be back here at Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. 
Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The best Thursday of the year is coming up, and it's all about NFL opening night. Football's back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking up new customers with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Don't wait till kickoff to get in on the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHARP. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. It's code SHARP only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. What do you think we, when are we getting Kevin Hart on this show? This show, uh, when uh, one of the hosts have seen any of his movies. I've seen one. There we go. I saw I, the one with The Rock. There you go. Yep. Saw the saw one, one with, uh, you did one with Will Ferrell with their cops or something. Yep. Right? That's so there thing. we go. Yep. Did I make that up? No, I don't know if they were cops, but they, no, they went to jail together or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard time or something. Oh, man, look at you. Movie guy all of a sudden. I've always been a movie guy, but I'm really good at like talking about a movie, and you think, "Oh, I've seen it." And I'm like, "No, I haven't." You just saw the trailer. Yeah, well, that's how I am with like news, like real, like political news and stuff. Everything I know about the news, I read in a Yahoo news headline of an article that I didn't open. You know, so this is my this is one of my conversation things. Is what I like to do. I'm, I might be giving away a secret here. Is if somebody brings something up because I'm a headline reader as well, but somebody will bring something up that I've seen, I go, oh no, I've got a bookmark to read later. Tell me about it. So it makes me sound smarter than I really am. See, what I will do is I will lead them into it, let them give their opinion, and go, oh yeah, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Oh, the other strategy, this is my favorite one. I'm really bad, and I feel like a jerk about it. I'm really bad with names. I forget names of people that I, I introduce, like introduced to all the time, right? And so what my strategy will be, this might sound bad because I might have done this to some of the Beeson folks. Especially if I'm out with Isabel, she'll be my shield. Where I'll go, I'll have to. This is Isabel, yeah. And I'll have them introduce themselves, so then I hear the person then reintroduce themselves. It's the best. Boom, and then it's I'm like, the right, best way to find away. out. I don't, I don't have that problem. What I do is, if I let's say I'm meeting one of you guys, I don't remember your wife's name is Isabel. I say, I apologize. Could you please give me your name again? Okay. Amal. Literally the second week of Sharp Money, we had an issue with you not knowing someone's name. Yeah, I know that, but I would just ask them. Now, in fairness, you did know their name. You just weren't confident you knew their name. You asked Wyatt. Oh, there's that, too. He he sends Wyatt a text. Says, hey, Wyatt, is this this person's name? I'm not going to say who it is. You don't remember my name? And Wyatt yells (laughs) out, yes, Amal, that person there, that is their name. Oh, And blew up the spot. In in this case, I couldn't do it because it had been a while since I'd worked with them, but I had worked with them quite a bit. No, but if I'm meeting somebody for the second or third time, I just go over and say, hey, I apologize. I don't remember your name. Could you please tell me what it is? Oh, I lie. I'll go, hey, I don't have your number. Can you put it in my phone? Dude, I'll be like, I'll be like, it doesn't work. I'll be like, yeah, it's 911. <laughs> Can I also say really quickly, I flipped this. Um, I'll never say it to somebody's face. When you accidentally do the nice to meet you and they go, oh, we've met before, yeah. oh. you're now the jerk. Yes. Okay? I didn't mean that. And for you to now come back at me and tell me, oh, we've met before, screw you. Yes. Well, so one time I had somebody say that to me. They go, oh, you don't remember? I go, apparently you weren't that memorable. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say anything interesting. <laughs> Can I read you? I know this is, we have, we're going to get back. I have a sports betting thing. Can I read you this headline that popped yes. up that amazes me? Look at this. 11,000 runners were disqualified from a Mexico City marathon because apparently all of them took shortcuts. 
whether it was cars <laughs> or other modes of transport. 11,000 people were cheating. I mean, what's a marathon? 26 miles? 26.2, yeah. yep. I mean, I, I get it, man. I, I, told, I would do it, too. Was, but here's the thing. What they look like? Was it guys who looked like me? <laughs> like, drenched in sweat at the end, this breathing heavy? This First doesn't all, add up. I didn't know that there were that many entrants into a uh, marathon. That's there a 11, lot. There were 30,000, apparently, total. 30,000? Yes. But also, how do you lose track of 11,000 <laughs> when you get to the point? It's and you're not like, like it was like 1,000 or right. like 200. It's like a few yeah. hundred of 30,000. It's a third of the field. 11,000. That's like a, a minor league baseball stadium. <laughs> Using cars. So there's 11,000 cars at some point taking these people somewhere. Anyone anyone use Uber? Is that how they got caught? It's, it, well, hold on. In their defense, it was probably running Mexico City, right? It was. Yeah. 30 million people. That's a good point. Yeah, 11,000 really Speaking dropped of elevation. the bucket. Yeah, elevate, yeah, Mexico City, very high elevation. Speaking of elevation, the Denver Broncos, Ooh. who get to play host to the Las Vegas Raiders. I had no real transition there at all, uh, but I just wanted to say that the Denver Broncos are now down to, what are they at, three-and-a-half-point favorites? I will not bet that game because it's, like, offensive to my eyes. Yes. But forget all that. JBT, what's your – and, Dustin, I, I don't believe – and I'm a, you know I'm a big Russell Wilson fan – and I think Sean Payton's a great play caller, great coach. I just don't understand why everyone thinks this Gotta team is – Got to see it. Yeah, exactly. Got to well, see so it. So it's part of the reason why I brought it up because we're getting closer to week one. That was one of the few line moves that I was like – because it got to remember it to like four and a half yeah, in yeah. some spots, five. And I guess it was around maybe some Jimmy G stuff or the Van- Devontae yeah. Adams the injury. But, like, I didn't understand how, how high that got. I think they stink, the Raiders. Like I, yeah. oh, the Raiders I, are I in can, contention for the top. Pick. I can definitively say Better I bet fourteen to one to do it. <laughs> nice bet. <laughs> I know I'm I'm with you on that bet. Where'd you bet that? Here. Uh, oh, here. Yep. All right, I gotta get on that. Um, I I think I can definitively say they stink with the Broncos. I'm not as high as everyone else, but I'm willing to admit, like, if they reach their potential, like it's there. It's po- It's definitely possible. Yes. I just don't. F- I need to see it happen before I'm gonna believe. I in did it. bet them to make the playoffs, Broncos, at plus one eighty five. That's that but, is a bit ahead. By the way, a couple of things real quickly. I think Arizona, uh, the Raiders, and um, forgetting one other team. Tampa Bay, Los uh, Tampa Angeles Bay, Rams, Tampa yeah. Bay, and, and even the Rams maybe. Uh, but I think with Stafford, they'll win a game or two. I think those are your teams that are gonna be in contention for the first overall pick. By the way, real quick, can I throw Dustin under the bus because this is a horrible top ten list? I mean, you're talking to the wrong guy because I can relate to this. Though. I love Fair this enough. list. So I brought a nice coffee with no cream up here today. Oh, uh, well, here's mine. It was for you. And you Dun- it. And Dustin goes to me. He goes, I go, well, it was for JBT. He goes, oh, then I won't take it. He, I go, he doesn't know I brought it for him. So he took it. <laughs> I, go, well, go, I, go, I go, well, if he doesn't know that you got it for him, he didn't order it, I'll gladly take it. At least you remember the order two days later. And honestly, he got sugar in it, so I. I didn't ask for sugar. sugar. They just put it Still in there. Still didn't remember. Still didn't remember. I, I didn't ask that. I didn't ask uh, for sugar. It comes with it. This country wants sh- everyone to have sugar. All right. Hey, wrap it up, Mamal. Great job, man. It was a good show. Now let's get to the top ten list because I know he's done. <laughs> All right, we're doing my uh, my top ten cartoon crushes. So things kicked off with Kim Possible at ten. Then we had Helen Parr slash Elastic Girl from The Incredibles. And I know there's a lot of controversy over Elastic Girl only be number nine, but I've never actually seen the movie. I just know that the cartoon character is bonkers. The only way I can describe it. So yes. that brings us to number eight, and this is a cartoon that's near and dear to my heart from the '90s. It's from Bebe's Kids, Tamika. She is dating a cartoon character. I don't know his name, but I believe he's played by Cedric the Entertainer's voice. And uh, it was a movie on television that I saw one time. Couldn't believe what I was watching. I mean, their catchphrase is, we're Bebe's kids. We don't die. We multiply. Okay. And uh, she brings, I believe, her nieces and nephews on a date. And I just love her as a cartoon. Just look up 
Look up Jamaica Bay Bay's kids. Yeah, sure. Solid. All right, number six, Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny is a Obvious. Looney Tunes character yeah. that is odd because she's an animal, yet I feel something for her and think she's attractive. And she does look a lot like Bugs Bunny, similar to, like, when you think your friend's uh, sister is hot, but she also kind of looks like your friend. That's how I feel about Lola Bunny. Also, I don't think I've ever seen Lola Bunny in anything other than Space Jam. She's not in any other Looney Tunes. No, that's all she is. So you were part of the people who were mad that she was less sexualized in the LeBron James sequel to Space Jam. She was still pretty. All right, and then number five. Uh, I, I'm not, I, I, I've been very honest about my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle love as a child. I think my mom almost went to therapy because anytime I walked over a sewer cap, I used to pray out loud that the Ninja Turtles would come up and take me away from my family to live with them and become a Ninja Turtle. And therefore, April O'Neil, who is the news reporter in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, was a huge crush of mine. And she comes in at number five on my cartoon crushes. So I just pulled up an, uh, an image because like, my whole thing here is now showing them all, like what he's missing out on. But I also just, because the internet's a cesspool, pulled up what is clearly like a fan-made image of oh, her, which is absolutely ridiculous. Been doctored a bit. Yes. I thought I was annoyed with you for this segment. I realized I'm more annoyed with him for keeping pulling these things up. I'm like, I'm trying to keep you up to date. You're no, sitting over messing I, with I, your microphone so everybody can hear it. I'm trying to get oh, you I'm sorry. Get, I apologize. Engaged here. You know what this is? This is like a conversation we had off air before the show. You're essentially going through a real world version of when people send you Instagram reels that you don't want to see. <laughs> and that's what happens to me and Amalth with our friends. They send us Instagram. Well, actually, for me, it's not even friends. It's a literal stranger send me Instagram reels to watch. And JVT's just doing that for you in real life with, right. with this list. By the way, I'm at... It because I'm married, I have to. So I have to sit there and be like, no, it's hilarious. Let's watch them together. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a great one. It's so good. I didn't see it three weeks ago. I promise. Yeah, I, I open them up on purpose because then at least it says scene. <laughs> yes. And then afterwards, though, but then I'm quizzed on them later. I'm like, what are we doing? Are we Honestly, it was so many I couldn't remember. Yep. By, by the way, don't you find it funny for people that have an iPhone when they have the read receipts on? For the text messages, absolutely. I, I do like for guest booking for the show when they do, so I know when I'm being ghosted. I can name a few names if you'd like. Um, go. Yeah, go. Top, that's a top ten list. Yeah, 100%. Top ten top media ten. members that are dead to Dustin because he never, they never responded. Oh, yeah, no one's ever dead because I'm always desperate, and I'll always pop back up a few months later. Okay, then how about top ten media so, members that are on Dustin's S list? Here's a list that didn't reply yesterday. Damon Heward, Mark Dominic, Joe Banner, Sage Rosenfels, Chad Pennington, Dusty Dvorak. Wow. Dusty called the game Monday night. Yes. Chad, um, Chad Pennington, what are you up to? Yeah. There was a couple other names you had there. Brock Heward, I really like Brock Heward. He does a great job on Fox. No, no, not uh, Damon Heward. Oh, Damon Heward, forget about it. Can we ask him about what happened to Luke Heward, his son? Five-star went to Washington, transferred to another school. Yeah, like, where is he now? He's like a Portland or Portland State or somewhere. Chad, you're NFL Legends Community Co-Executive Director. You're that important that you can't respond to Dustin? In fairness, I think I canceled on him once. So also, let's go. You're, you're like 70 now. Let's get. Can we update the haircut, please? <laughs> all right, we're all done. Sharp money. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.